It's episode six, season two, Future Sounds FM, and we're going to be talking Flamingo Fest IRL with myself, Enzo, with Tom, Mr. Patrick Fakeman, and the lesser spotted Jay. We've managed to persuade him out of uh, his uh, self-enforced retirement from podcasting because he does have a skin in this game. So, But we also have a special guest coming on, none other than Mr. Indy Advan of Utopia District Tape Swap and Tiger Blood fame. So it's going to be a bit of a packed um, episode and we're it's effectively a takeover, I suppose you could call it. So we've got Mr. Utopia District himself coming on and we're going to be talking through uh, the Flamingo Fest show, a bit of the background around it. Obviously, we've announced the lineup already, but we'll be talking a bit more about what the weekend might entail and hopefully get some people hyped as fuck to buy tickets, which are going on sale very soon. But more on that later. How are you guys doing? Good, thank yeah, you. Good, nice intro, Vince. Lovely, Enzo. Lovely. Mm. It was almost as if I wrote it down, <laughs> right? <laughs> How are you doing anyway, Mr. Pa- Mr. Patrick Feynman? I see that you finished season two of The Bear. Yes, finished that earlier this week, um, which you'd prompted me to watch a bit more of, as in watch it sooner rather than later. But we binged it, yeah. I just wanted to talk to it, talk about it to people because right. it's such a good I really enjoyed it. Tom, you, Tom's seen it as well, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. One of those shows where it's, it's now got to the point where my other half has um, found a website for all the recipes that they cook on the show. And we, we had the Borsin omelette the other day that she made for the pregnant Ooh. lady. It was, it was yeah. yeah. What's yeah, Borsin? Is it like, it's, it's Borsan, like cheese? It's the soft cheese. It's, that, it's like a garlicky yeah. herb Pandy and cheese. So you make garlicky cheese. Yeah. Beautiful. So wow, eggs, butter, Borsin, and other nice bits and bobs. Chives in there, a bit of green, bit of veg. Crisps. She put crisps on it. Chips. Right. Potato chips. She dipped chip chips Yeah, did on she it. break up potatoes? No, we didn't have that on nice. ours because it was about, uh, I want to say it was about nine in the morning because we'd been woken up extremely early on our street by someone getting stabbed on our street on Saturday night. Yeah, I heard Charlie came out with a towel and like had to help someone out. It sounded pretty like... It was all, it was all kicking off. We, long story short, the man is fine, but also long story short, Good. she used my best towels. I was really upset about she it. She used the for best towel. She used the Sunday best when you got guests It was, the, it was oh, the towel. No. It was the beautiful towels that we used. So um, anyway. That was Jack Dyson's towel. <laughs> but she said, oh, should I go and get it? And I was like, no, because there's a you know a strange man's blood all over it. Anyway, that's not the point of the podcast. But the point was, um, yes, I had a omelette, but it didn't have any chips on it. Okay. Man. All right. And how have you been, Tom? How are you doing, Jay? Yeah, man. I'm, I see I'm good. Jay every day, so... <laughs> um yeah i'm good i i came within a bull hair's breadth of uh booking flights to new york for the wrong week um so i, I nearly missed out on um econ 4 and summer slushy fest just to go in for on like a random late august jolly um so i, I managed to avoid that just i reckon it would have been nice and peaceful you probably got more sleep yeah, yeah you get more sleep <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your flight's yeah. gnarly. That that return flight you've got is gnarly. I can't um, even contemplate the uh, the idea of playing like at a tape swap or being there till late, and then basically mm. you've got to be at the airport three hours before a flight. So it's looking like you're going to have to leave at like five. Yeah, or just go five, just go straight. Monday. Just, just go straight from the show, or just yeah, just go, yeah, just go straight through. Take a sleeping bag. Yeah, there's no yeah. other way. I think. It is what it is. Ah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Cool. All right. Well, shall we? Oh, sorry. I've, I've cut you out. Jerome, you must have a story from the weekend. What have you been up to, mate? How are you? I'm good, mate. Um, happy to be back on the on the on the podcast that I hide so well from. But uh, yeah, you've all. Yeah. Do you listen all, to it, Jay? 
Yeah, of course. Of course I listen to it. How am I gonna, <laughs> not going to listen to your beautiful podcast? But no, thank you for having me back on. Um, yeah, you managed to pull me out of um, re- retirement. So, uh, yeah. Cool. All right, well, let's get, let's get in the end. We'll, um, we'll, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's move on to the meat and the two The meat veg. between the veg. We're joined by Mr. <laughs> Indy, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Tape Swap Indy, Mr. Tiger Blood Indy, Mr. Utopia District, Mr. Many Hands, Many Fingers in Many Pies. Not Many Hands, sorry. You know, How I, you heard, doing, I heard omelets. I had to come running. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Have, you been, have you been watching The Bear? We've been, we were talking about omelets, you see, before you got on. <laughs> Are you aware uh, of the TV program, The Bear? Oh, I know. What's that? Okay, it's on Apple for us. Is it on it's Apple? On Disney. Yeah, I think it is. I've been it's watching on, on a Fire Disney. Stick. Mm-hmm. Disney. Okay, yeah, I've been watching it on a Fire Stick. So, I wasn't and so you're sure, not supposed to say yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's illegal. Uh, that's that's uh, well, in a uh, podcast about copyright uh, violation, uh, we're going to uh, not it, refer it, to Fire Stick. It's sticks. on brand. We'll go with it. Okay, <laughs> we'll stick. You want to be so brazen? Anyway, it's yeah, it's kind of like I, I want to say that it's. Um, a really stressful program about a, a, a kitchen in a restaurant and then it follows through two series and if that doesn't whet your appetite I'm not sure mm. what it would hey I was a cook for a long time I guess. oh yeah yeah it was based in based in Chicago is that cool. right yeah Chicago the Windy City the show was I assume Indy wasn't based in Chicago when he was chefing at the time no we're in Toronto it's like it's a couple hours away five hours something like that just, just a short journey but I, I like few. that. I like that. Like lifestyle, reality kind yeah. of pressure. I, this is a drama. It's it's not like a reality reality cooking show. It's a drama set in a kitchen. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but I mean the the thing that they do amazingly well is like capture anyone who's worked in hospitality. I've never done cooking. I've never been a chef or anything like or supporting in a kitchen itself. But I've done like table service and hospitality generally at like big sporting events and stuff like that. And anyone who's ever done anything like that or even bar work understands that like constant feeling of pressure and stress that you have from the second you start to the second mm. you finish. And, and yeah. they capture they capture it so well. There's some episodes where you literally are like struggling to st- keep your blood pressure low whilst watching. It's it's really good TV to be fair. Yeah, that's great. There's so many variables, and then that dinner rush is coming, right? You gotta yeah. Be prepared. yeah. Restaurant industry is so interesting too because there's so much turnover. I don't know if that's a part of the show, but yeah, you can't part. really rely on. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, hiring good go. stuff like is always uh, yeah always a yeah. drama. Yeah. But yeah, we're not here to talk to you about yeah. your, your cooking past. We're yeah. here to talk tell to you me, about Flamingo Fest, man. Tell me about this Flamingo what? What flamingo, is it? Flamingo. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I think you know. I think you yeah, I know. I think you know more than you're letting on, Indy. It, it, it's a segue. Yeah. I yeah. I, I, so yeah, Flamingo Fest is our, our multi-year long project we've been mm. preparing since 2020 September and what during the pandemic and you know we never knew when we were going to be able to do it it was like so unforeseen yeah. and um you know it's like a such a relief that we're finally cuz you know we promised people that we would do it someday and so yeah. you know we're true to our word everybody <laughs> we're finally here yeah. after all after everything and it's you, funny because you, if you go back to like the year before we did Flamingo Fest, we were all <clears throat> we all met, or most of us, uh, certainly me, you, and Jay met at the Econ, the first ever Econ, and there was a kind of sense, like a palpable sense, around the whole vaporwave scene that it was all about to explode in in real life. 
And, you know, there mm-hmm. was supposed to be that event we were going to come and film at for the Nobody Here project, which had literally just um, done the crowdfund in, in Toronto, was it? Was it in Toronto, Essential? Yeah, that's right. That was going to be that was going to be the April of 2020, and then obviously this pandemic just hit, and all of that enthusiasm and hope for the live scene and vaporwave like kind of just went for a, a went for a burden. Completely. You know, that's a great point to bring up because like people like there was depression, like heavy depression. Mm felt by myself and I, I think just like we had so much momentum and then every, everything just came yeah. screeching to a halt and it's like oh my god are, is it, how are we going to survive this and um, luckily I think it was Ronnie from Vaporspace who did the first online stream and showed us all that <laughs> uh, you know there there was another way to, to do it and I think we all oh, yeah. knew but we didn't know like what it could look like and that inspired us to to make our flamingo fest right? yeah yeah it was hardcore for us because the time zones and stuff so we had to stay up late for a couple of days in a row but it was amazing i think we had 20 artists on each mm-hmm. day obviously it was a two-day festival we had some some huge artists playing some like a huge effort from the visual artists to put together stuff to keep it you know visually interesting to watch music being played on a computer screen and then obviously you've got artists and fans in the chat throughout the whole two days just Mm -hmm. keeping the party going it was i don't know that was that was the most remarkable thing about the vaporwave scene at that time and that's what flamingo fest came up from was in the midst of this pandemic us and other people found this other way to keep people connected and so Mm -hmm. yeah flamingo fest irl is very much you know delivering on that promise that we made to people three years ago and to ourselves because we wanted to to bring the party to to people for real mm-hmm. um, and hence it's called uh, from url to irl That's yeah the exactly. kind of the kind of subline so it's really exciting and it's exciting to have you here to talk about it as well because thank you thank you we did announce the lineup yesterday yeah. I don't know if you want to run through that quickly, just in case let's, people haven't seen the posters. Let's do that. But uh, so we have a bigger team this year, though, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, the Utopia District team, there's like 10 to 20 of us. And we're all going to be doing, you know, bits and bobs throughout the day, throughout the whole weekend. It's a community weekend thing. And we'll, there'll be more information about that to come, I'm sure. But. Um, you know, the manpower of Vaporwave fans is like, it's like nothing we've ever seen. And it was kind of like what we tried to do with the original Flamingo Fest, like bring it to that next, to that level, that like, like we saw Ronnie do, right? Like our version of that. How high can we push this? And, you know, how much celebration can we give to the Vaporwave scene and these vaporwave musicians and, and visual artists. And we've got St. Cloud from last year. He couldn't make it to the call, unfortunately, but y'all may remember him from the first episode of sure. the Utopia District podcast, which I highly uh, will link that one in the description, maybe, so people can compare the first episode to, to the URL one to the IRL one. Um, and. Um, we have after parties uh, in the works from other community members like um, maybe Pacific Plaza Records or the Midwest Aesthetic team who just had their show um, in Madison. Um, yeah, we're really just trying to bring the community people together to all have something to do and play a part to you know make this like Flamingo Fest, you know, a, 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 what, what did you call it? A, an an all star. 
yeah. event, right? An you all-star know, cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and not just of artists, but of, of team yeah. and community too. So, but that's the thing. You know, I think I'm, that everyone was kind yeah. of, um, when we when we were all at that first econ, or for anyone who attended their first econ, you know, big parties done right, that also factor in the community side of things. And you've obviously done loads of work with things like the tape swaps that make people feel like they're not just coming for a show. Because um, obviously there's a lot of people who probably see those things advertised locally and just turn up because it looks like a big mm-hmm. event that's going on at elsewhere or Catch One or wherever these shows are being put on. But having those little mm-hmm. community um, events for loads of artists and fans to get together and kind of solidify friendships that are formed online, that was kind of the, the beauty of the first econ that I attended. I mean, we flew across the world and you flew yeah. from Canada to America to be there. And it, that's the beauty of Vaporwave is bringing people together. And that's what we're trying to do with this show is to get everyone together over more than just a one-day show. Uh-oh. This is going to be a couple of days of community events. Uh-oh, did someone say uh-oh? I think he, I think he cool. said a couple. Someone say a couple? Oh. A couple of days? Uh, uh, I thought someone said, I thought we had like, I thought, yeah, I thought someone was getting Whoa. raided. Whoa, I thought the DTI were raided. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. but but to that point though, Enzo, I think you're right. Because we, you know, as we know from the Vaporwave scene and certainly some of the stuff that we've done within the Synthwave scene, some people can't travel and some people can't get to these, these big events. But those that do, and those of us that are lucky enough to be able to go there, I think it is a... It's an amazing experience. It's a worldwide experience. I think that idea that certainly post post COVID, mm-hmm. those people that you speak to that for some were a real support group during a period of time when many mm-hmm. people were on their own. There's Definitely. nothing better than being at a you know Definitely. see some face, see some real life. Uh, I was going to say some real life skin then, but it made it sound a bit weird. I don't want to go down there. Yeah, no, you know I, what I mean. I, like, I, I, the, I feel that. Body, real bodies in a room, people that kind of feel like they know each other, but they've never really met. Met. They've just spent a lot of time looking at a screen like we're doing tonight and recording. So, I think that that's what I took from Econ last year. It's what I've taken mm-hmm. from events I've been to previously, and it'll certainly be what I take from um, from November. Mm-hmm. That gives me so many conversation ideas. I'm just going to go with one of them. Um, we have a lot of footage from Econ and the tape swap last year, and we were so lucky to have captured some of the moments of people meeting for the first time where they had been talking online for years. And it was like, you're you? Oh my, holy dude. Yo, you know, like we did all, we did all these things. Remember this? And then it's just like, holy crap to, to see it happen. And, and, you know, as an event runner, I've experienced that myself, like plenty, but it's just, it's so cool because everyone's coming from abroad. It's an even like more intensified version of that. It's like some people's first time coming to America, um, and um, and state to state. I mean, America's a huge or, country. Yeah, even yeah, if you're coming yeah. from New York over to LA, I mean, a lot of people won't have traveled that far. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a that's that's the equivalent of us traveling to like right, basically I don't know, the, the far side of Europe. Yeah, for sure. the far side of Europe. Yeah, oh, basically, it may it may as well be the, uh, you know the same yeah. same distance as New York to LA for England to LA, but because um, it's like. Six five hours on a plate on a flight. What's yeah. what's another couple hours? Yeah. But um, and so with Flamingo Fest 2020, a huge part of it too was like bringing this global version of an online event. Like we had people 
who, and this wasn't really happening yet in the online streaming scene in Vaporwave, like people from different time zones, like Australia or Russia with like Cosmic Cycler, we did Late Night Lights, or all the people that you're connected with over in Europe, like Cat System Corp, Runners Club, you know, um, and so doing that again for the IRL version, we've got some really exciting artists coming this year into LA, like Bloodwave is coming from Japan. Yeah, like Pizza yo. Hotline is coming over from London as well. Like, Corp it's crazy from yeah, Corp. He's in Corp's Finland coming now. from Finland. Yeah, I can't wait to see how um, how Pizza Hotline goes down as well. Yeah, oh, Pizza, Pizza Hotline. I'm really Hotline, excited yeah. to see yeah. how he goes down oh, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's so much breaks in Vaporwave these days. I think people are going to love it. He played at our Future Sounds mm-hmm. event uh, like mm-hmm. last year and absolutely smashed it. They went it. crazy. The crowd yeah, went just, crazy when he was. It was great. Yeah, it was absolutely great. And of course, yeah, you've got uh, obviously you boys, Donor Lens are playing, um, Melonade's coming over, and uh, did I miss? Yeah, Runners Club coming over from Sweden as well. So, right. you know, there's an international kind of uh, feel to the lineup as well. It's not just local artists, mm-hmm. uh, though there are some of those as well. Mm-hmm. So it's well, cool. spe- speaking of, I know a lot of people have been talking and asking about, like, we've been heard mutterings about a two day thing. I want to book my flight, but. W- is there more than one day of events happening? And the answer is yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, at least two days, if not three or four, depending on what the community uh, partners do. But um, we're, we're still figuring out what venue is going to be best, but we have a, a, the full lineup for our other day that we haven't announced yet. So anyone wondering if we're going to have more locals or um, some smaller artists, or up-and-comers, uh, we definitely will. Uh, a whole day's worth. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just up-and-comers on that list, too. It's a, it's a stacked lineup again, like really talented. Some of them like new and exciting artists, or newer and exciting artists from the scene. And then um, some some good names <clears throat> in there. And so really like showcasing every kind of corner of, of, of subgenre and micro kind of style within mm-hmm. Vaporwave from Future Funk, which is really cool. Yeah, I know it's Flamingo Fest and we have the whole of like Future Funk vibe. Uh, well, it's, you know, we should say essentially this is this event when we first when I first approached you guys saying I wanted to do something and uh, we were like. You know, we were like, okay, well, you guys have so many artists on the compilation. We want to do a charity event. It makes sense to do. What was it was Black Minds Matter? Is who we donated to at the time, right? So you know, why not have it be familiar already to Flamingo Funk, which you guys had established. I think you did two versions, and then right, and uh, that is a very more. At least the first one is more of a future funk dancey vibe but that's not necessarily the case for the the whole event like probably half of it well um, actually with flamingo funk what we try to do and the name the name gives very much a vibe of a future funk uh, compilation exactly. what we always did is we've done it split it across two tapes or like so on a vinyl side a and b are the future funk the party and then c and d are the after party and that's the vaporwave vibe right, so it's always right, tried right. to um, be kind of streamlined to showcase the variant styles mm-hmm. so yeah i yeah, think we've got yeah, a good mix on this and and of course there's there's there's, sh- there's chill wave artists um on the lineup now as well with hotel pools playing um hotel pools who appeared with windows 96 on the newest version of flamingo funk 
as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Should we just run through the cool. lineup quickly? Shall I run through the lineup? So Let's go through it. Get, I think now yeah. is perfect. Yeah, go ahead. Cool. So we've got um, we've got Christ, uh, Uniwa. This is in no particular order. Limousine, uh, Donor Lens, Pizza Hotline, Data Girl, uh, Discoholic, Orograph, Fiber, Runners Club 95, Dan Mason, Vapera, Hotel Pools, Luxury Elite, and Cat System Corp. So those are confirmed, but we do have a couple of special guests that we're and working special on. That guests. We, yeah, yeah, which yeah, we're exactly. gonna announce a bit down the line. We think yeah. that'll be a bit bit of fun. We've got some quite exciting stuff on yeah, that yeah, score. Exactly. But yeah, the the plan at the minute is obviously to do a launch party uh, if possible. So we're just we've we we we've found a couple of venues and we're we're basically we obviously catch one is the, the main day event on the Saturday, the fourth of November, and that's the lineup that we've been pushing so far. But we've got a whole lineup of other artists to 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 be unveiled in the next few days we're just finalizing the venue for the for the launch party yeah exactly and, you know by and the time from, this comes out it, it, we may already have it <laughs> sorted yeah for sure and and from the point of view of the community then the sooner that we get those two days announced we can uh sort of reach out to some of the other local prom- promoters and see what they want to do to kind of supplement it because i think that's what's cool about uh, weekends like this is mm-hmm. kind of getting that out and up front and then other people can pop up around it and put on their shows because there's a load of shit happening in in Brooklyn yeah. later in the month which is exciting that yeah. kind of builds on uh, bookends electronic mm-hmm. on this year and, and that's the kind of vibe we're hoping to to have here so people are more than welcome to um, to put on their own shows yeah absolutely and we uh, to empower people to be able to do that uh, we'll be having a, a massive group chat, you know, just basically a channel yeah. uh, where anyone that's interested or coming to the event or performing or they've got a merch table or whatever can um, find other people that are also going and connect and, you know, work out that sort of stuff. So all of that to be announced soon. Um, and in the meantime, uh, please stay tuned. <laughs> this is going to be a Discord well, yeah. thing, is it? Yeah, yeah, probably. You know, the Facebook is cool, but not everyone wants to put their real name out there. And, you know, I don't even know. It's hard to be like, what artist are you again? You know, when it's everybody's real name. And Twitter, I think, ha- might have a cap. It, do- it does. It has yeah, a cap now. It's probably not the best place um, for it. Well, it's gonna, it's on a, yeah, it's going to be crazy, oh, X, isn't it? X, sorry. Yeah. Not Twitter. X. X. Yeah, Elon. I did see something that they can't change the name of the app because Apple requires apps to have at least one le- uh, two letters. Two letters. That's name. that. That is great. That's that so is funny. Amazing. It's such a like piss poor planning. Like this yeah. is the, one of the biggest social media companies in the uh, world. Like one of the biggest companies in the world in terms of brand recognition, and they didn't think to check what would happen if they changed the name of the app. They oh, like the, the employees wake up in the morning bike. and they don't get an internal communication within the company. They check Twitter and see what Elon fucking dr- drunkenly said in the middle of the night. What new idea he had? He's like, okay, this is the new policy. It's like, well, since when do companies issue policies like publicly like that? Like, like, there's a part of me that enjoys watching the world burn. Sometimes, <laughs> like, I, I, right. like, I enjoy taking humor from situations. If this didn't matter to so many people, like, there's a lot of artists who are seeing engagement fall through the floor because they're not, because there's a massive kickback. I think if you pay 
or a perceived kickback anyway, if you pay mm. for the blue tick, so obviously the kind of earned blue ticks, the mm. the the, yeah. the registered accounts or whatever yeah, it's called, the authorised yeah. account, yeah, those right. legacy ticks are gone. So anyone who's got one is getting better engagement. They're getting their stuff pushed through more more freely. And I think that there's a bit of a you know people don't want to to pay and they don't want to be seen to have paid. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of people who are suffering from this change. Oh, yeah. People who used to get a lot of engagement through Twitter and that used to drive their income, you know, mm-hmm. make people mm-hmm. aware of their sales. So if it wasn't so serious, I think, I don't know how, I don't know if Twitter's always been the main driver, but I think if it wasn't serious and it didn't have a knock on effect for people, it would be quite funny. What the Yo, like, I'll say straight up, like half of the reason people even know about Utopia District yeah, is from yeah, Twitter. Right? It's it's so important i think like and it's and now we're we're in a vulnerable position where the instability of the platform makes us like hey well how am i going to like i'm we're lucky that we were able to get people following us on bandcamp because at least we can email people now yeah. and i'm sure you feel the same way with your record label but you know, um, but I'd be intrigued to know what you, Tom and Jay are like sorry. with donor lens because you've got you've got yeah, an artist exa- page great question. like have you noticed yes, exactly. a, a big change yeah um we actually got quite good engagement because lots of people were coming to the platform to kind of discuss the platform falling apart. Um, so maybe that's yeah. quite short term. <laughs> oh, like, um, you guys, you true. guys are talking about yeah. X. Sorry, I got <laughs> yeah. confused there. <laughs> I saw you walk out the room and then you come back and we've got sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You like you, you were, yeah. we, were, we were talking about Flamingo first. Some things never change. Pop out, come back in, yeah. and you're we're a tech, we're a tech podcast now. <sighs> Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> we just a pleasure. did a whole yeah, episode yeah. on this at Utopia <laughs> District, actually, like the the changing and and the dy- uh, paradigm shift in in tech yeah. platforms. But you know, people rely on Twitter to communicate with each other in the vaporwave scene. You know, now are we going to be limited to Instagram if Twitter keeps going down? Like we see a lot of people leaving Twitter as well. Yeah. It's definitely fragmented, isn't it? It's like different people in different spaces. It's like it's like how it is with streaming services, isn't it? It's like you have to have multiple platforms and you get bits and pieces on... You reach different people mm-hmm. on different platforms, but it's, it's very time-consuming to be across mm-hmm. and you've got less and less time to spend on your actual art. It's just so, hard um, to keep, to yeah, keep track it's of a all challenge. of it as well. Like, if you've got, like, multiple different platforms you've got to, like, monitor, it's just... It's just more... It's just, you're just multiplying the... Don't. And you, you've got to tailor the content as well. Totally. You can't just copy. Yeah, and paste. you can't. I mean, some stuff you can copy and paste, but you can't use hashtags on threads mm. yet, for example. Yeah, like works. So you look like a bit of a dick. Or even not, just like, like really researched what you're doing. Yeah, even just like with like di- like dimensions of like assets and stuff like that. Like you're not gonna post the yeah, same picture to sure. Twitter. Sure. Well, you are and the Instagram. and the energy that's required to maintain and build and maintain an audience base on what now four or five different platforms. Like yeah, you, and be like, employed and do yeah. your art and and family. To pull us back into the subject for the evening, to pull us back onto the subject, these are the problems that we're overcoming, hopefully, at the moment with uh, pushing out the message that Flamingo Fest is happening because we're facing this in real time, trying to get the message out there. And fortunately, Indy's got a platform with Utopia District. We've got a platform through Bandcamp where we can email people directly and let people know. I suppose there's probably one other salient piece of information that people would be desperate to have from us with regards to this before we start talking around the event itself again yeah is is the fact that um tickets we're, we're planning to have tickets on sale on friday the 4th of august and uh, we'll be making sure that that link is very very heavily uh promoted before the the time and date 
so don't worry about that. Um, whether you need to go to Utopia District on Twitter or My Pet Flamingo on Twitter, like or any of the other platforms to get hold of that link, we'll also be emailing it out to absolutely everyone. So yep. don't worry, we'll be spamming it this week. But that's yep. the exciting thing for us. Obviously, the events like this cost a, a hell of a lot of money, so um, and it require a hell of a lot of planning. And we've done a lot of work on this before we announced it. Um, but it just feels like an absolute dream to to be seeing it starting to, you know, like the pieces of the jigsaw starting to come together. So yeah, exactly. That thank first you for all of piece. the work that you guys have done as well. Like just everyone on this call, like just to to make this happen, and the artists who've agreed to play. I know everyone's excited about it. It's just going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Well said. Same here. Pat I on could, the back. More. I think the the first wave of the first hill we had to get over, we're, we're, we're just about finished that. And now we can kind of um, start working on the second, you know, actually the, the production of, of the day. But um, I'm thinking about what yeah, it, it's wear. real now, right? Like we, the, we know that catch one isn't cheap. Yeah, uh, we can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Is that mul- uh, multi-level, yeah. multi-stage thing? So catch one's um, a question. huge venue with uh, about five rooms i think that are available so if you go and catch one as a site to to think about um putting on an event like this the first thing we did was to ascertain uh, uh, the kind of capacity that we were aiming for which we i don't think we need to disclose yet but basically we came up for an, are- uh, an agreement with the guy at matt at cash one shout out to him yeah, He's i was gonna say shout really out to them really supportive yeah. They were like super quick. Like sometimes you hear a lot of horror stories. People are trying to book yeah. venues and it's hard work. People don't always, they're not in the same time zones. Maybe they don't, maybe they work nights because it's clubs. It's hard to get a good yeah, dialogue going with some venues. This guy's been amazing. And um, what we've got, the long and short of it is we've got two large rooms. Um, so we'll, we'll be running two stages simultaneously throughout the day, basically. So we're looking at things running from about doors opening at two o'clock till about midnight with an after party on the day in the venue. So it's, yeah, it's shaping up. It's shaping up nicely. And then the, the, the thing to finalise, of course, then is just we're picking between a couple of venues that we've got in mind for a one-room big place for the, the launch party. That's the current plan. Am I right, Indy? Yeah, exactly. And then just planning out the other community events around that um we want to you know it's catch one is the bigger venue it's a bigger day it's two stages um and part of the tradition that goes along with uh i guess me (laughs) throwing events i guess is you know a lot of us in the scene is that that tape swap right the the physical day uh, 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 where you're physically trading stuff and you're buying merch and you're seeing people, you know, it's actually it's like that tangible, um, quieter almost day where people can actually get to know each other and bond and stuff like that. And that's always been part of the tradition, and we wanted to extend that to sure. to this event. And so, um, you know, that's part of why the the launch day it is a launch because it is like sort of a tape swap as well um and we're probably only going to be one stage so people focus on the music and then you know and on the side in the other room is is kind of where the the action happens i guess <laughs> yeah i guess that's the hardest thing to communicate to people because obviously we've got um a big venue for the saturday so what we're going to do in the first instance is we're going to have early bird tickets go on sale on the friday the 4th 
and that'll be a limited number. We'll probably have 150 available at first and they will have guaranteed um, entry to both days. And then thereafter, once the general sale opens, we'll have a limited number of tickets that are for two days and the rest will be for the main day. And it's a little bit like what, what George has done with Electronicon this year because they've got a smaller venue on the first day of Electronicon. So there's mm -hmm. a limited number of two-day tickets and then the rest are just for the main day, so to speak. So people who are really interested in that tape swap vibe where lots of labels come together and kind of share, you know, cassettes and vinyl and T-shirts and just hang out and, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of side of things. Definitely have a think about, you know, get, getting on board for the uh, early bird tickets or for the two-day tickets because that will be a slightly limited capacity compared like, to the main day. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I suppose the key message here well for said. those people that Indy mentioned about people that are on the fence or are deciding what to do was, um, you know, the weekend, it's going to be a big weekend. There's two days there, probably a few things either side of it. So, you know, book yourself off maybe four or five days, come out for a big long weekend, do the Friday, you know, at least make sure you're there for Friday exactly. morning, at least. Because I, I've got a feeling that Carl from Runners Club's got something Oh, planned. is he? Oh, that's Which right, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Well, is he taking people on a walk? This Let's, not reveal. Let's not reveal the... <laughs> I think yeah. the clue's in the name. It's going to be aesthetic, though. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I was joking, but wow. Sounds like a thrill. <laughs> Jeez. I think Eddie, Eddie Hearn, whenever there's like um, big matchroom productions, people are into their boxing... Eddie Hearn always takes people on something like this. It's the, the morning of the event and fans are invited to come along and, and, and get involved. In this. Yeah. So just to recap then, it, Flamingo Fest IRL, after three years of dreaming, hoping, planning, is, is finally happening. And uh, it's, it's taking place at the famous Catch One in Los Angeles on the 4th of November, promoted by... Utopia District and My Pet Flamingo in collaboration, celebrating the best in Vaporwave and Future Funk and pretty much every sub-genre within the Vapor family Woo. with an all-star lineup of incredible artists and community events spanning several days over a wonderful weekend of warm weather. And you've got to be there. Tickets are going to go on sale on Friday the 4th of August. Yeah, well said. Um, <clears throat> I was just thinking about all the fun little things that are surrounding the event, too, that we can't really talk about yet. But, <laughs> you know, we really... <laughs> that makes a great fuck up. I really <laughs> got to say, like, I got to stress to people to be there for the whole weekend. Like, come out, take a couple yeah. days off, get the flight for at, at least Friday, probably Thursday, so you can yeah. be well-rested well for Friday. And Sunday is going to be pretty big as well. And all sprinkled out throughout. There's little just cool things happening that you won't want to miss. And it's going to be the best way to really like meet the artists and spend time with any artist, visual artist, musician. Um, and, you know, throwing shows is an art too. So, you know what? You can meet us if you want to as well. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Indeed. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. I can't wait. <clears throat> A lot of work ahead. But it's something that kind of permeates my thoughts all day, every day, because we're always thinking about different strands, different angles, different things we've got to get covered off. But like, because the people I'm speaking to are in different time zones to me, like the other night, my daughter, I heard her, she woke up on the monitor. So I woke up, it was like four in the morning. I thought, I'm just going to check my email, see if anything's come through. Mm -hmm. And I had this email come through from someone that I can't name right now, but this is one of the special guests. And they were like, so I've had a thought 
I've been thinking about it and I'm definitely in. Yeah. And that that yeah, shit, waking up at four in the morning and being like, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah. I genuinely couldn't. Yeah. Because my, my mind's racing then. I'm like, do we add them to the lineup now or do we? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Let's, let's, have, let's have a couple of special guests Fuck. saved back for yeah. later. And it's like, it's just exciting shit like that. Yeah, and well, then you let us know and then you wake me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably weren't asleep. <laughs> no, yet, I wasn't. Fair. I wasn't. Yeah, I was just just no. playing. But uh, maybe, but maybe it is that kind of thing, up. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. new, new things, and, and good news is always is always nice. But uh, there there are like uh, a lot of obstacles and roadblocks along the way. But uh, with this unbeatable team, you know, we are unstoppable. Uh, there's going to be oh, some cool oh, merch. Touch wood. Touch yeah. wood. Touch wood. Yes. Uh, exclusive. You know, um, had to be there kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've got a, a special thing that's going to be on sale on there. So obviously there's the tape swap, but on the day itself, we'll also have an area for merch. So the artists who are playing on the day will be able to sell their stuff. But we'll have a, we'll have a, like a big merch table of our stuff there, and we'll have this um, exclusive day only thing that that's coming together real nice. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to. That, getting is that those hot pants you were talking about? That's going to be. Yeah, sweet yeah. bro. Yeah, that's, that's sweet bro. Yeah, the leotard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is our hot pants I, the same? Are they thing? Not? No, I, I've never heard, heard that. Never heard short, short, that. They're just hot short, pants. Short. Exactly. Hot, that's just hot trousers. Yeah, I, well, they're I'll called da- Daisy Dukes. Daisy, Daisy Dukes. That's the ones. Yeah, we got some fl- special Flamingo Fest Daisy Dukes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> so I'm not doing the amazing. accent well, am I? Uh, yeah, yeah close it's enough. not true either. No, to, maybe we should. I could, I could, I could take some stuff down, like, and just can you just screen print this and this and this <laughs> giveaway? Yeah. yeah. To me, maybe Donal Lens boys can wear them on stage. Ah, yes, outfits. Oh, you know, no one I, wants to see my legs. Oh, you guys are, you guys are hot. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, to me, Daisy. But he's Dukes, not talking about the music either. No, both. both. The Daisy Dukes are like really high jean shorts, right? Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's Super what we're talking. Yeah, cool. Yeah, please bring bring it out. You know, we got to woo that crowd. We'll get them on the merch stand. No problem. There you are. You heard it here first. We are revealing exclusives this evening, after all. Well, we've got you. Yeah. Unless there's anything else you wanted to say about Flamingo Fest. Um, uh-huh. and, and just make sure that if you're listening, make sure you keep an eye on socials this week because we're going to be um, announcing a lot of stuff over the next few days ahead of tickets going mm. on sale on Friday. So keep your eyes peeled. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whether it's Utopia District or ourselves, My Pet Flamingo. Uh, and we'll, we'll keep revealing details as we, com- as we feel like confirming. For sure, man. But For all sure. in good time before the tickets go on sale on Friday. But while we've got you, we thought it might be um, yeah. cool to chat to you a little bit about New York because obviously you've got a big hand in the tape swap that's mm-hmm. popping up the day after Econ this time around because obviously you've done, it in, you've done it before in the past, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, just before getting into that, I'll just say, you know, shouts out to all the artists that are coming to perform at uh, Flamingo Fest and uh, visual artists yeah. as well and other people that will make sure to, uh, you know... Um, make an amazing show yeah make an amazing show and, and just show all the like all that it takes to put something like that on right um yeah. but yeah so so we're excited for that but um tape swap yes uh, happening on the sunday this year our first time doing that we didn't know it was a two-day event um this year so we had to do a bit of a scramble to find a venue that was available on the sunday um and you know i'll i'll, I'll 
use this opportunity to say that the venue has changed. Uh, was Transpecos for anyone that saw the, that first teaser poster we put out. And um, because they don't have any availability on this Sunday, we are now going to Eris, E-R-I-S. It's called Eris Evolution, I think, actually. And, you know, I think it was a blessing in disguise. It's a bigger venue. It's two stages. So we're able to have twice as many artists perform at the tape swap now. There's a lounge a whole separate room with a lounge uh, and tables and chairs. People can just hang out and vibe out. And like there'll be at least 10 tables for tape swapping, not just buying from vendors, which is something I... Yeah, something... actual tape swap. Yeah, yeah. something I I wasn't too happy with, um, with last year and just because we didn't have as much time or notice. Um... And uh, the living gallery was a little small, mm. <laughs> if mm. anyone remembers. And I remember trying to find a table when we got. Yeah, I had to. From I had to make some room for you actually in the yeah, in the we back. Had to break down like a flower pot off uh, off like some shelf. R- that's right. Yeah, thing. yeah. And then we moved next to Pad as well. He he was gracious it, enough. It to was a it, it was a very yeah. warm and hot, sweaty day as well, if I remember rightly. In there, especially the yeah, day. it was a hot. Oh, we were we were getting. Nice and comfortable with That's everybody the in way. there, all That's sweating the together. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, but it was nice to have the back; like it was really fun out there. So the back at the previous tape swap was more where the swapping was happening. We had people like just trading and selling their entire collections, and and not just vendors as well. But yeah, this year there will be vendors area and tape swapping area, so people can actually sh- put their whole collection on a table, and people can kind of thumb through them and. You know, just more space to understand what's going on and, and share. So yeah, we're we're excited for that more uh, as well. And um, the lighting is better. The just uh, you know, just everything is bigger and more. Have you have you confirmed the lineup and stuff now? I mean, when are you going to be revealing? Yeah, that? yeah, it's a good <clears> question. <throat> so you know, we we have had this lineup confirmed for a little while, but because of the venue change, we didn't want there to mm-hmm. be like this off the cuff tweet or whatever that just says hey new venue but no other information you know so we're like let's wait until we can reveal the lineup get our tickets ready at with the new venue and um and and do it all together so that actually has not been announced yet i don't know when this episode will come out but it's going to be tuesday august 1st um so two days from it'll now. be around the same time maybe we'll, we'll be aiming to get this out by yeah. by the middle of next week C- because we're going to predate the ticket sales for sure yeah exactly well yeah people are already flying out for econ so i'm not too worried about you know everyone knows about yeah. the tape swaps because i made that announcement really early um so yeah you know just kind of uh, do, do, do it all in one shot but um the yeah, this, the new the new venue is going to be awesome. Everybody, everybody come out. You're going to have a lot of fun. Um, we can't really say who's playing yet, I don't think. Uh, just wait for the poster. It might already be out, the, the full lineup poster, um, on utopiadistrict.com, which is also where you can buy Flamingo Fest tickets when they go up. Uh, if you just want to go straight to a website and do it. And... Um, We'll have the link for the tape swap tickets as well, and the full lineup also. Um, but yeah, I don't want to reveal too much more than that because 
there are other people on the tape swap team. Not, it's not just me. There's Ronnie uh, from sure, Vapor sure, Space, sure. Pacific Plaza, Alex, and Chief Alif from VA10. And you know, I, I, and I've already told them it's going to be Tuesday, so we'll just keep it at that. But you know, are, are you talking about an early start and a, a late finish, or is this like is it a day event? The like times, the last one. That's a were? good question. The times have. I think not people changed. will be thinking about flying back when they. Yeah, when, so uh, you could technically fly back Sunday night if you wanted to, because the tape swap's only okay. going till six p.m. It's a okay. smaller. Yeah, it's a shorter time, one p.m. to six p.m. Excuse me. And we have a community event happening after that. It's a dinner. So anyone that goes to Tape Swap, we can all go to the bar together and actually have a nice, a full meal and hang out uh, and, and the community photo as well. But, but yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for, for asking that. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting stuff that's happening. And what what's happening generally with um, with because you also you've got a hand in Tiger Blood tapes as well. How are things going with the label? Things are good. Um, we are shipping as quick as we can. You know, as soon as we get stuff, we're we're getting it out. Um, I know that pe- it's the perennial issue. People have yeah. Well, there's <laughs> just a general like. Um, perception of slowness with the label sometimes it's true sometimes it's not but it's something that they are continually working on all the time and you know um it's not really something i can help with because i'm in a different city um i don't really touch the merch or or the or, or do the shipping i procure the the albums you know i work with the artists i do the artist relations um and that sort of thing so I, I'm kind of on one side of the label, and then there's the you know actual label owner and his wife who who do the the actual shipping and whatnot. So, you know, um, things are going great. We have a lot of new releases coming out, a lot of tapes. We're getting into um, other genres that we love as well. Um, Tiger nice. Tiger Blood is not necessarily just a vaporwave label; it's an instrumental music label. But uh, the owner, you know, recognized how vaporwave was catching on you know in 2016 something like that more labels were coming out and putting out tapes and um he i think the first one he did was dds uh shenmue and then dragon ball dragon ball wave and then that yes that was a great um way to you know help get the footing for the label and then i joined a, a little bit after that just to help get more um you know actual vaporwave stuff but he's always done more of like an instrumental thing. You can check out his other record labels as well. Um, Legend- Legendary Entertainment. Uh, he's had that since like 2002. Quite wow. quite a long time. It was like a hip-hop and rap album, which is uh, his, his main uh, passion and love. Um, he, he just was at an event this weekend, uh, like a hip-hop uh, food merch event we did we did an email on it i saw the the hot sauce yeah we were selling our hot sauce sauce there yeah so it was such a good vibe there's so much reggae it was like it was my i love reggae so that was my jam yeah i like i like scott yeah some scott there's a really nice uh trumpet player as well there um you know so up the ska alley or rock steady kind of thing yeah yeah but yeah uh, it's going good you know just um anyone know if you haven't gotten your stuff yet it's definitely on the way you know just just give them time and, and and they're continuing to improve the the shipping times um and then utopia district label is going great as well we've just did our vaporwave reflections bundle last month we've got another one coming out 
um, in August. And we're going to try and do one pretty much every month. It might not be five tapes, but we really like pack it, packaging things up as a bundle. And that way we can you know, showcase big artists and small artists at the same time and give people a bit of a discount. So right now I think you can get the late, the five tapes we did most recently for $40, which is pretty good. It's less than $10 a tape if you like uh, the artists we're trying to showcase. <coughs> um, so you can check out utopiadistrict.bandcamp.com if you want to see our selection. Mm, we've got some merch as well, and uh, all of that will be brought to the tape swap uh, as well. If you don't want to pay shipping, you can just wait till the event nice. and uh, you can pick up a tape or uh, a bag or a hat or something from there. Um, but yeah, it's all going good. Just uh, trying to cool. balance it out with my IRL job. Uh, it's a pretty intense job. Yeah, uh, I basically run the cybersecurity for an entire company. It's about the size of a small hospital. And so, you, you know, it's very intense. You know, there, there's no room for error. And if something happens... Yeah. A lot of money's on the line and a lot of, you know, intellectual property, you could say. It's 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 really intense. So most of my time goes to that. Really I don't yeah, I, I don't get nearly as much time to do this stuff as I'd like. And that's why the podcast is a little slower and uh, compared to when I, what I was doing at Private Suite, for example, which was like a hundred episodes in a year. <laughs> that was when I, I had I was doing um just like regular systems administration stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. but now I have a I'm a senior manager essentially, so I have a lot of responsibilities, and uh, that has changed over the past few years increasingly, and just less and less time for this stuff that I love, and you know I admire that you guys get to do this. Well, you, you may have a well, other, I mean, other things I th you do. For no, I think too, the, I think it's fair to say that like the the perennial challenge for most people who run net labels is <clears throat> managing the workload with uh, day jobs. Your, your and it took livelihood. us a long, long yeah. time. It took us a long time to get to a point and I took a pay cut. I had like a, a, a semi-decent job that I was kind of just jaded by in the end and we were fortunate enough to be able to get into a position where we could have a couple of us work full time mm -hmm. and it's me and my bro what a risk Obviously, though Jay and Jay right? and did I been, it is a risk but I've, we, been, I've been winging life for years but you know that's the thing I remember my old boss just saying to me like you spend your whole lunch break every day packing tapes like annoying people with that loud sound that sellotape makes when you tear it off <laughs> to like literally just literally sitting at my desk i didn't take lunch for, for for two years i just used to be constantly like packing up tapes and stuff and then jay would come and uh, come from london before he moved out here down to cardiff to help me out for a few days sometimes with like if we had like a big vinyl release and stuff mm -hmm. and, and that, just eventually that was got for to time the point slaves where right yeah. yeah, in the early days, yeah. and then and then and then also for the probably the start of my pet flamingo, but then it mm -hmm. just got to a point where we were like, right, we're gonna have to just take a risk and see how it goes. And mm -hmm. fortunately, you know, slight pay pay cut aside, like it's it's worked out to the point where we're able to follow something that we passionately love. And I think that's you know, like anyone who thinks that labels are making shitloads of money, there's probably a couple of exceptions, but there's lots of overheads and you can't do it on your own. You need to pay people to help you and support you. And it's a, it's a constant challenge. So I've got 
absolute understanding of the challenge that you face uh, trying mm -hmm. to manage your day job, especially one with such pressure, mm -hmm. and then still managing to get stuff done. So yeah, I'd implore people to be as understanding as they possibly can. This this ain't Virgin <laughs> or Sony yeah, Amazon. Sure. You're dealing with. It's more or less a yeah. circular economy, yeah. right? Like the the, the profits from selling <coughs> records go to paying artists within the community, like visual artists yeah. and other musicians, and then they they buy their friends' records and stuff like. There's, there's, there's yeah. not much money being pocketed, is there? It's, this it's, is one of the interesting parallels that came up in an interview we did with Nobody Here where someone was talking about the punk analogy and they were kind of justifying how even if there does become like a, a massive boom in things like vinyl in a scene like Vaporwave, that doesn't mean that it's embraced capitalist ideals. It means that much like punk, it creates mm. its own economy. Mm. Um, like there's not that. much of it that makes its way into the mainstream. It's all being bought by fellow underground scene uh, enthusiasts mm -hmm. and in a lot of cases other artists supporting their friends projects so you know there's a bit of turnover and there's a lot of competition out there at the moment which is a good thing it means that people are just about able to make a living to pursue something that they they care about and you know who could possibly criticize an artist for spending more time making their music better mm -hmm. and kind of satisfying the desires of their fans to hear more stuff from them we, we a know a few point. people who take objection to that but uh, <laughs> that's not new that's a that's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a podcast for another time for but sure. yeah yeah anyone got anything else for indy while we're here because this indy's obviously like you know a, a guy who's been just involved to thank, in the just scene to thank for a long you for time. taking yeah. the time appreciate it so you know Oh, no problem. No, it's my pleasure. I, I'm happy to have this opportunity to kind of let people know about what's going on with me because I don't want to talk about myself on my own show, you know, while I'm interviewing people, you know. Yeah. People want to know about me, they can ask, right? So so thank you for asking. But uh, I'm just happy to have a job where I can, like, work at a computer from home mm. and do things while I do my real job, you know. Um, not everyone has that option maybe you're you know you're talking for your job all day and interfacing with people and doing meetings and whatnot and, and you can't just be on your phone or your computer like you know yeah. tweeting out things and or doing discord or, or adding songs to Bandcamp. you know like there's yeah. there, and let let alone things like going to the bank and you know just doing the regular day-to-day -day kind of stuff um, so I'm just really glad I can still do Utopia District while having to support my... I live alone, you know, so, um, and I live in Toronto. It's not, not a cheap city. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm, I'm so fortunate to be able to continue doing this, have such an amazing team, and work with people like you guys who are, you know, such amazing people, and, and you work so hard, and you uh, are... Um, um, not a, a, a like a role model, a mentor, sort of, a, a for how much passion you can put in and, and how far you can take it. And um, you know, I just have to tip my hat to you guys for for continuing with it. And and you know, a, a rising tide lifts all ships, or whatever, like they say. So all these artists, you know, that you've helped gain followers or buy merch, you know, it's just it's you know. It, it means so much and it's not said enough 
so I'll take this opportunity. Well, we think the same. It's like, and a massive, massively appreciate it. And it's like it's a joy for us to work with you guys. And that's why it's it's going to be so exciting to get together for Flamingo Fest. But also, like you know, people like John Zabiel from Business Casual. Those are people who kind of their business model. But it's a business model sounds almost like a dirty word. Like the fact that they are taking chances on small artists. They're giving people a, a leg up. Like John told us a story about when he first worked with Windows 96 and he wasn't taking credit for the success of a brilliant artist. But just the fact that if you have a part, however small to play in the development of someone from being you know, a first releasing artist to going on to bigger things, if you have any kind of part that you can play in that, then it's a wonderful and rewarding experience. Mm -hmm. so Especially if, if people remember you you know yeah. while, while they grow and they give you the credit and, <laughs> you know because that's a thing too not to put a downer on it but uh, you know that's something no one's perfect at and we certainly I certainly um, can improve too but you know um, it's uh, invaluable this people working together and creating this art it's crazy Vaporwave and collaboration that's what it's all about collaboration yeah yeah man perfect place to end it's lovely to chat to you indy so just a quick reminder that tickets are going to go on sale on the 4th of august just stay tuned to either my pet flamingo or utopia district or both uh, of our social media platforms give them a like and a retweet help us get the the word out to more and more people we've got a, a big show coming not just one show it's going to be a weekend of community events amazing music amazing people a chance for us to all get together uh, as as a vapor family and um, celebrate the best of this music scene uh, and art movement that we love and i can't wait and i can't wait to see you guys in new york as well Woo. Woo. hell yeah nice. and uh patrick bakeman and i are celebrating our we're celebrating our 74th we are, birthday between us we've, we're both we're, <laughs> while we're both out in la we're both having our birthdays so yeah yeah, you're lucky. Oh, awesome. Especially, especially Fakeman, you're lucky because Charlie's like she's taking you. She's coming with you to LA. You're celebrating your 40th in Yeah, in she's LA. very That's good in bad. the sense that I like, I drag her around the world she, to things that I want to go to, and she's like, "Yeah, that sounds fucking cool. Let's go do that." I'm like, "Yeah." She sure. always loves it, nice. and she she seems to love it, and she takes amazing photos when she's come come along mm. to our Future Sounds event. She's taken some amazing photos. Nice. And um, just a quick mention on that, we are going to have a, a, a Future Sounds event in London before Flamingo Fest. So we'll be, for people who can't travel out to America for either Electronicon or for Flamingo Fest, there's going to be something in September, which is a Future Sounds event, which is very vapor-centric. And we'll be revealing details on that in the yeah. next week or so. So, Oh, awesome. Hit me up. There's a, a few people in Utopia District who are saying, oh, I wish this was in... England somewhere, you know. Why? No, we need more cool. shows in England, so they they might not know about the shows you guys are doing there. Wicked. Okay. Yeah. Great. Definitely do that. Nice one. Any more for any more? That's it. Or are we all good? We'll see you on the other side.